0: Welcome to the Realized Gains podcast, a guide to real estate investing. Join our co-hosts, Jordan Lee and Steven Tran, as we interview a diverse group of real estate investors, both amateur and professional. Our goal is to help you understand that anyone can invest in real estate. Tune in to hear creative strategies and learn from both our mistakes and our successes. You can find us where you love to listen to podcasts, on YouTube or at jordanleemortgage.com.
1: Hey, guys. If you're looking for the Portland real estate investing podcast, don't worry, we're still here. We're now the Realized Gains podcast. We have the same great guests and interviews and of course the same great hosts. Check it out. Can you compare uh flipping a manufactured home versus flipping a obviously a stick built home? So the manufactured homes you can get away with doing like not as high end things. So yeah.
2: you spend less and mm-hmm. you obviously make less. And a stick built house, you have to do, you know, you have to do a better job essentially because you're presenting a better quality item. So uh, it's just, it's more expensive, but you do make more and then uh, mobile homes are just cheaper and then you you
1: do make less. Basically rental grade for the manufacturing. Exactly. Homes. Yep. But, but-
0: Thanks for tuning in to episode 15 of the Realized Gains podcast. I'm your co-host, Jordan Lee. I'm a mortgage lender based in Portland, Oregon
1: and licensed in 12 states. Yeah, I'm your co-host, Stephen Tran. I am a licensed realtor in the state of Oregon and I'm a multifamily investor. And we have a great episode today. We have an extremely humble agent uh, who teaches us a lot about manufactured homes. His name is Eduardo Reyes. Yes, super
0: nice guy. As he, as Steven said, super humble. He's four years in, and he already won NARS Thirty Under Thirty, the National Association of Realtors. Yeah. Um. And yeah, he he just d- does high volume, but he's also super down to earth.
1: Yeah, and you know, he tells us his journey coming from a background starting in acting and modeling. So yep. we'll have a little bit of eye candy for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think we'll just jump right in, and you can hear all from him. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to episode 15 of the Portland Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm Stephen Tran. I'm here with my co-host. And I'm Jordan Lee here. Yep. And today we've got a really exciting episode
0: for you. We've got Eduardo Reyes. Um, he's with John L. Scott. He's a real estate broker. And um, let's see how many years you've been licensed now? Uh, four years. Four years. Four Great. Years. Yeah, and so he's got a he's got a fun story to tell us. Um, so why don't, why don't you start with that? I know you have like I guess nobody has a straight path to real estate, but it sounds like yours is pretty interesting. I know you did some modeling and you've partnered on commercials and done stuff with Nike and Adidas. Oh, wow. Tell us about it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I didn't really grow up with the idea to be a real estate agent. Uh, I was doing acting and modeling before I did this. Uh, And uh, it just, it was working out, but it wasn't very consistent Mm. as you guys know or don't know. Uh, But I uh, was in college living down in LA. And I just was kind of living paycheck to paycheck. And I'm like, there has to be some, you know, more to, to life. Oh, yeah. You're uh, from L.A. originally or you know, moved down there to. I'm actually from Mexico and I moved to the U.S. when I was nine. Um, oh, okay. and I pretty much lived here all my life. Okay. But right after high school, when I was 18, I moved to L.A. to pursue that career. Um, and again, I just it wasn't working out, honestly. Uh, so I moved back and I remember my friend's mom mentioning that I should get into real estate. So that was like the first thing that I just kind of like it just clicked. I'm like, maybe I should try that. Uh, and I did, and I just had the intention to sell one house a month and, you know, just continue with acting. But it honestly just took off. I ended up selling 33 houses my first year, which I, still, I that's still, don't, crazy. still don't understand. And everybody was telling me that that's unheard of, but I just kind of felt like it was kind of like a challenge every time I would get a new listing or a new sale. And it was kind of like a thrill, the same thrill that I would get when I would book an audition. So yeah, yeah. I just kept going and going mm-hmm. and it just took off from there. Uh,
1: can I ask, what was your strategy your first year to get those 33? Like, what were you doing? Like... So I think that falling into the niche of what I do now,
2: manufactured homes really helped because Mm -hmm. I actually, my first listing was a million dollar listing, which was one of my cast members from a movie that I shot, her parents. So I got lucky there, but it ended up selling until like eight months later. Okay. But I got my first sale through a manufactured home listing as well. And I just got like 29 people that were requesting to see it. Uh, So obviously you can only sell it to one. Yeah. So I just kind of kept in contact with those people and it like snowball effect after that. So- Mm. Uh, there's a lot of you know it's a big market for some people because it's more affordable. So right. I just kept going to the next person, and the next person, and the next person. It kind of just took off. That's huh. great.
0: Wait, wait. So you're you, did you say your mother-in-law was the one that told you to get into real estate, or your who's so your, it
2: was my uh, best friend's
0: mom. Your best friend's mom, and and so she's just like, oh yeah, you'd be great for this. Yeah. How w- how did that translate though? I mean, did you reach out
2: to someone that you knew in real estate, or did you just go in inter- interview with firms or? So it just kind of, I was driving back from LA by myself and I was like, what should I do next? And then I just got this like uh, instinct to go into real estate because she had mentioned it. So when I did, I just kind of came back and looked up how to be a real estate agent on Google. Uh, and my high school friend at the time was with John L. Scott. Mm-hmm. So I just reached out to him and I was like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Like, how what, like how do you like it? And uh, he just gave me some great feedback about it. So I just uh, did the schooling, passed the test and then I came
1: straight here. Oh, cool. Yeah.
0: So a lot of, a lot of people are like, don't sell manufactured homes. You know, it's a lot of, it's a pain right. in the ass, a lot of work, a lot of hiccups, same in lending. They're like, ah, I mean, you, there's tougher guidelines. Yeah. What, I mean, what started that manufactured home world and, and were you like initially, Were did people kind of t- tell you to not do that or how did that work?
2: Yeah. So I actually grew up in a manufactured home. It's like five minutes away from here. Hmm. Uh, so I just didn't really see it as any different than a regular house, mm-hmm. uh, and I to this day I still get made fun of for selling manufactured homes. Uh, they tell me that they're not real, <laughs> uh, but like I just m- my thing was like they're they're a person, so yeah. it doesn't really matter what somebody is buying. I don't want to discriminate based on people's purchase power. Yeah, and yeah. I found it in the beginning a bit offensive, honestly, because I'm like my parents. that was the best that they could do. I'm like, so yeah. why would I? You know, so. Yeah. Uh, I just kind of took off from there and it actually blessed me in such a way that I like managed to get to a higher level than most of these agents have been doing it for a really long time. Yeah. So it was kind of funny that they made fun of it, but I ended up, it just took me, you know? Yeah. And so you, you
0: don't go back to those agents and just like send me your numbers every once in a while?
2: Like, <laughs> they don't say, I mean, I do tease them. I'm very honest. So yeah. I do tease them sometimes. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, the mo home guy. You know, yeah. But uh, no, yeah, that's that's just kind of what what happened. Yeah. Okay. I got lucky. I fell into it and it just... It worked
1: out. You know, I've never done a manufactured home as a realtor. Can you kind of tell us what's really unique uh, with that?
2: Yeah, so they, they're like three times the work uh, and you do get less money. But essentially, the only different thing that you have versus a regular house is the lending is mm-hmm. different. Because uh, the land is not included, obviously. And oh, the- so
0: these are mo- mobile homes in, in parks. A park. yeah, okay. yeah.
2: yeah. And then also you have the park management. So you have to get approved by the park. So you have the loan approval and then the park approval. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, outside of that, everything is different. But the close times are around 45 days for these. Okay. Uh, and the lenders are not in town. So you have to help your buyer send everything to them, like paperwork and all that stuff. Because mm-hmm. they're not really on you to get it because they finance the whole U.S. And there's only two of them. So it's, they're not going to come look for you to get. Yeah. Documents. Cause it's
0: more of like an auto loan basically. Than Correct. A, cause you're not, it's not real property that you're collateralizing.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Huh. So, it, so you've specialized in that, but you mentioned that you had one listing, but you got like 30 clients out of that basically or like, cause so yeah. a lot of times that the buyers aren't necessarily represented by an agent then is that,
2: Yeah, because you do need a different license to sell these also, which John L. Scott has. Uh, So it's like a double whammy. So not, one, nobody wants to do them because, you know, the money situation. And two, you need a separate license for them. So uh, most of the time you end up representing the both sides with obviously, you know, permission from both sides. But yeah, that happens a lot. So I just, yeah, I just took them on. Not every 27, 29 qualified, but, you know, I just would weed them out based on the ones that, that did.
0: Okay. Yeah. And what percentage of your clients that you've helped, so you've been doing this four years and you started there. Yeah. How many of them have now moved on, have sold them for a profit and moved on to to bigger homes?
2: I would say about 60% of them. Oh, oh wow. Gosh. Okay. Yeah. And they, Amazing. surprisingly, everybody said that they don't hold their value. I've had a client make up to $80,000 on one that they bought uh, because of the market and how everything increased. So it was a nice move up from a. They, they made
0: 80000 and they probably paid like... 50 or something for it.
2: they paid like third at the time like 35 55 wow. yeah yeah <laughs>
1: so the <they're, they're> real <laughs> is that the normal price point or back then when you started it was like 30k for yeah for like a three bed two bath double wide back then it was probably like
2: 75 80 max uh and now you get up to like 225 on one so wow.
1: yeah and then you'd have to pay, uh, obviously the mortgage plus the the rental fee for the the land.
2: Yeah. So you'd pay the mortgage for the uh, mobile home plus on top of that, the fee for the lot. Yeah. Mm.
0: Okay. No, that's cool. And, yeah. and being bilingual, how much has that catapulted your business? I mean, how much of the community of the Hispanic community do you work with?
2: Yeah. So I would say it's 50, okay. 50, uh, like 50 of them are American and the other 50 are like my people, Hispanic people. Yeah, Yeah. So that obviously helps a lot too. I think that my business would be cut in half if I didn't speak a a second language.
0: Wow. And do you do um, like intentionally advertise to different communities or are you more like a relationship guy or how do you do that part?
2: Uh, so I think I'm more of a relationship person. Like I still keep up with social media every now and then. Mm. I post as much as I can. Yeah, yeah, I
0: see your social media. You do a great job with that.
2: Thank you. Yeah, I don't uh, I do not do any advertising or anything. I just I feel like if you really take care of people the first time around that they're going to remember you. Um, people are really big on drip campaigns, which I don't advise against it, but I never did it and I still haven't. Uh, and the people that I help still remember me and call me back whenever mm. it's time for them to, to upgrade or sell or, or buy a new one. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Those guys know that if you're going to sell them a $50,000 home, they will be happy to yeah. you'll be we'll happy sell them, to anything.
2: them anything. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, we were chatting earlier and you know, I don't want to, well, I might toot your horn a little bit, but yeah. you know, um, I do know that you were uh NAR 30 under 30. Can you kind of talk about that a little bit?
2: Yeah. So, uh, the 30 under 31, uh, I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> uh, my <laughs> boss mentioned it. Uh, he said that I, he thought I'd have a really good shot. Uh, Getting it. So I kind of looked into it, and it's like the top 30 realtors in the whole country based on like a different number of things. Mm. Uh, so I got a lot of help from my coworkers, our secretary, that's right there, uh, my principal brokers to push me to get it. Yeah. Um, and I saw so, like the qualification requirements. I was going up against people that had sold like 430 million in New York. And I was like, I sell mobile homes. I'm not going to get it. <laughs> I'm like, I think I'm like 6 million for the year in sales. Uh, but it's not just volumes. But, it's also right. science, right? So they just looked at everything. They looked at size. They looked at who you were as a person. I sent a lot of you know videotapes just to like kind of help them narrow it down. And I think they selected me because of the mobile homes as well because it was so different and nobody did them. Uh, so I ended up getting that, which I didn't plan to get any of these things. I just wanted to sell one a month and continue doing acting. And now I don't do that anymore. I just full-time real estate
1: oh that's awesome yeah so you did 33 sides and it only uh added up to six million so i ended up i i do it a little differently i just
2: sure. count the houses so i think i ended up doing like 62 sides oh my geez. first year yeah okay wow because side double end yeah. of bottom yeah so but it's it's so different because i count like the actual physical houses that i right, sold right. but <laughs> everybody counts the sides. so it was like 62 sides or 60 something yeah so pretty much all of them were double ended. oh huh, wait, no, almost,
1: no, not all of them. I so I don't remember exactly. That was my first year. Or so yeah, yeah, long like, ago, but close, it was more close. than thirty three. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, that's crazy. And and yeah. with the longer closing time, like I I can't imagine how you like balance all of that. It was really hard. Like I. Work twelve-hour days. I didn't
2: have a transaction coordinator like I did now, so I like would do everything myself. Oh uh, my god! Just because I didn't know, I was still trying to figure out the market. Like I was new to this. Uh, now I feel like I have a lot of my time back because I have put people, people in place to help me out a little bit. Mm-hmm. So uh, it definitely feels better now, and I can take on more people uh, and not be as stressed. Okay. Mm-hmm. And are you
0: still selling a decent amount of manufactured homes as well? Or
2: I am, yeah. I feel it's it hasn't changed. It's It's been the same despite you know the market. I feel like they're going to be in demand again even more now because yeah. of how everything is going. Uh, but, yeah, no, that, that hasn't changed and it hasn't slowed down.
0: Have you looked into – so I, we were just at this real estate conference in San Diego. And I heard um, someone talking about – I think they were from Guild Mortgage or something. But they were talking about these new manufactured homes. And it was really interesting to me. It sounds like the the new technology for them is makes them almost indistinguishable from, from stick build. I mean, these yeah. are ones that you're putting on real property and attaching to a foundation and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you've seen like the newer ones and if, if technology is changing a lot. And what, what are your thoughts on
2: that? Yeah. So as time progresses, they get, you know, better and better. Mm-hmm. Um, I look on YouTube a lot, just they... Uh, they just i just see like google crazy houses and there are some in texas that they're making that are like triple wide which means they're like even bigger Mm -hmm. yeah and they have high-end finishes that make them look almost identical to a house you can still tell that they're manufactured home because of the height uh but if you like look past that they look like a like a regular house Yeah, yeah that's
0: what i heard i heard that it's gonna basically be indistinguishable from stick build yeah and and that they're gonna be able to do them in like 30 days basically like you can oh, build wow. them in, like you build them in 10 days or whatever bring them out to the site yeah. put on a put on a porch and put on a garage and, and
2: then that's it yeah. yeah that's cool yeah so i mean they're more much more affordable so i can i can see why that market is moving I mean, the demand follows, the, mar- the market follows the demand,
1: right? Exactly. I mean, right. We have a huge shortage of affordable housing, so it makes sense. And we definitely need that t- kind of technology to pick up, you know? Right. Since, since you're kind of like super well-versed
0: in that area, do you, do you have any like myths that you'd like to just really quickly dispel about um, about manufactured homes that a lot of people... Um, I mean, I always look at it from the lending side. So I'm like, I know that they're not going to be fine. If it's in a park, you can't be financed by traditional loans. Yeah, you can get financing for them. As you mentioned, um, you know, built after a certain date is a requirement for a lot of lenders. What are some other kind of just things out there that people say about manufacturing home that's not
2: true or that you'd like to kind of clear the air on? I feel like the biggest thing when I started was that after 1978, you can't finance one, uh, but I actually found uh, a lender that finances one regardless of the age. Mm. Uh, they do require it to be under a good condition. Yeah. Um, am I allowed to say that the lender, is okay? Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, so 21st Century Mortgage is a lender, uh, so they'll literally take on whatever with the right down payment. Okay, yeah. so they care more about down payment and they're, they're of course
0: gonna do their inspection of the home and make sure Correct, it's yeah. Mm, so, fit,
2: yeah. yeah. So it still has to be in good shape, but it, they go, You know, up to 1960, if need be. Uh, So they will finance
1: older than 1978. Okay. Okay. Um, Can I ask, is there any investment potential in mobile home or like manufactured homes? I I know that if you're a park owner, there's a lot of money in that. But is there any investment potential in buying these homes and potentially renting them out?
2: Uh, so you can't rent them out because right. it has to be owner-occupied because uh, mm-hmm. you're technically – you are renting from the park. Yeah. So you can't be a tenant like renting to a tenant. In, in,
0: in a park. Yeah. In a
2: park. In a park, yeah. Let's be specific. Uh, but if you wanted to uh, essentially flip one, if you got it for cheap enough, you can do it just like a regular house as well. Okay. Um, if I mean it, the prices are so high right now and, and the rents are also high. So I don't know that that's true now. But back in the day, you could – so oh,
0: okay did you have some clients that did that that kind of like got it remodeled a little bit flipped out the kitchen or whatever
2: and then resold Yeah so I have like 5 uh mobile home investors right now that have been flipping <laughs> with me oh, wow. uh for a while so sometimes I do get a good deal and I tell them about it and then we run comps and they do it and it works out so Oh nice Yeah, yeah so you can also do that but just for like renting it out purposes you you can't because okay. it has but, to be on occupied But they always have to move in to it for while they're doing it or if they're flipping, you can actually do it under something called a, uh, rental agreement. So you actually, it specifies in the contract that the only, you get instant qualification, but you can't live. in.
0: Oh, yeah. okay. So, so there is a way to kind of with the contract, set it up that, you know, we're going to take X number of days to do this and then we're going to resell it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay.
1: Cool. Okay. Can you jump into when you got into like this whole flipping thing with uh, these manufactured homes? Yeah. So uh, my first flip was actually last year
2: in uh, November. Um, So it was a manufactured home, actually, the first one. Uh, And I... I mean, I grew up watching House Hunters um, <laughs> on HGTV. I feel like everybody can say that, but I didn't think that that was possible for myself because I just didn't want, I didn't think I had the means. And then I didn't think I had what it took to do that. I'm like, I have to find the contractors. I don't know how to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this opportunity showed up and I kind of got something kicked. you couldn't refuse. huh? Exactly. <laughs> so I got an opportunity showed up and I, I got the gut instinct to go for it. But I was obviously scared because I've never done anything like this before. Uh, and I just, I, I, went for it and then I started finding, con- it, it took me a long time to finish mm-hmm. it just because I had to, you know, start from scratch. Uh, and my mom's, uh, workers husband was actually a contractor yeah, okay. uh, and he was needed, needing some work. So we kind of got connected and he's been doing my flips now and he does an amazing job. Oh, perfect. Uh, so it really worked out and I had a blast doing it. I did everything. So it, it kind of took away from my actual real estate for yeah. a little bit. But there was just so much of a rewarding feeling I mean, when I, I finished it. a
0: ton too. You know?
2: Yeah, yeah. It was so rewarding to see how it was before and then how I finished it. And then just like how happy the, the person that bought it was. So it just it was like a more fulfilling than when I sell a house essentially. So I just kind of
1: took off from there. Maybe we yeah. need to get you your own show doing this, you know? Yeah, we should.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. You experience. Experience.
0: I mean, you've got yeah. the acting experience. You've yeah. got the real estate experience and then flipping experience. It all goes together, right? Right, exactly.
2: <laughs> One day maybe. <laughs>
0: Well, that's cool so contractor relationship do you mm-hmm. do, do you guys partner financially as well or do you just like pay him out of the proceeds or
2: so I, uh, I just pay him for his work. Uh-huh. Um, I don't really want to partner for with anybody yet just because I, I, I think the relationships aren't important and uh, when you mix th- two and two together it just sometimes it doesn't work yeah, always works out yeah. so uh, I'd rather do it by myself and stay with like cheaper end and, and just learn on myself and, and have a loss on myself than to you know drag somebody else in. For now, it's actually
0: interesting to think about flipping a manufactured home for a lot. I mean, for at least for me, yeah. like thinking about flipping a bigger <laughs> home. Like I know the reward could be there, but the the barrier of entry is pretty high, right? The amount of capital that you right. have to put in is a lot, and the private money, like if it if you go over a few months, you you might eat up half of your margin, right? Right. Um. So was was starting at that lower price point where you still did you feel like you were able to um get enough out of it when you when you sold it.
2: Yeah, so I think it, obviously the margins aren't the same mm-hmm. as a really regular stick-built house. Uh, there was still some margin there which helped me get into a stick build houses. Now I do stick build houses. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that, I just my investors haven't made the jump because it is more scary and I just kind of I'm, I, I'm always scared to do certain things but I just go for it yeah uh, so I went straight into a regular stick built house after that because right. I'm like this is easy now this that you couldn't learned be, how, yeah Yeah, I'm yeah. like this couldn't be that much different and I, uh, I took a, I did a flip over in Sandy and it actually worked
1: out as well uh, and I saw the margin difference and I was like well this is, <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> is a bigger you, difference can you compare uh, flipping a manufactured home versus flipping a obviously a stick built home So the manufactured homes, you can get away with doing like not as
2: high-end things. So you spend less and Mm -hmm. you obviously make less. And a stick-built house, you have to do, you know, you have to do a better job essentially because you're presenting a better quality item. So... Uh, it's just it's more expensive but you do make more and then uh, mobile homes are just
1: cheaper and then you you do make less. basically rental grade for the manufacturer exactly yep. but
0: from the mechanics
1: perspective it was all the same right you, it's the same you still had to you know you
0: worked with the same contractor you did all the same
2: stuff right. yeah so the, the only difference was the park situation but again if you do it under a storage agreement you can get instant qualification but and then when you sell it you have to get through that hoop with the buyers too like i had a lot of buyers that were interested but mm-hmm. Not all of them qualified for the park, which, you know, was a little, you, you don't get multiple offers essentially on a flip for uh, a mobile home. But mm-hmm. for a stick build, there is a possibility because you don't have to get through the Yeah, yeah. park. Okay.
1: And how are you financing at least, well, I well, for both, for the manufactured homes and then to the stick build, how were you financing that? Were you buying it outright and then flipping it?
2: Yeah, so for the flip, I bought it outright for the first mobile home because it wasn't that expensive. Right. Uh,
1: but for the uh, stick build houses, I just I finance it. Uh, hard money uh yes okay yep Yep. and were you able to finish it on time and was that scary uh i the timing wise has always worked out i i stay on the contractors (laughs) i like put my foot down so
2: we haven't really gone over what i you know the expectation but uh for selling them it's kind of you know up in there you're always scared on whether or not it's gonna sell so you try your best to find good comps like right now i i mean i'm just want to be transparent i'm I finished my third one and it still hasn't sold two months later. Uh, The market shift obviously didn't help (laughs) me, Uh, so I feel like I got stuck a little bit. But I'm trying to figure it out and uh, learn from my mistakes. So don't
1: worry, I'm I'm in the same
2: situation.
0: (laughs) I mean, I feel like if this is the first market turn for a lot of people that have just haven't been flipping for that long, that's this is the case. Like right. you, you know, you, you don't know until you
2: know, right? Yeah. So I was beating myself up for it pretty bad, but I'm like I couldn't help the market shift. Like if if the market wouldn't have shifted, I would have been completely okay. But this happened. So yeah, you can't you just gotta lose some money and learn.
1: <laughs> lose some money, you know, adjust, try different things, maybe right. turn it into a rental.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so there's multiple things that you can do for it. So I'm I'm not that concerned, but I do want to sell it if anybody wants to buy it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can shout out the address if you want. <laughs> right, exactly. We'll put it in the description. How's <laughs> that?
0: Yeah, we can do yeah. that.
1: Yeah, so do you, are you only doing flipping or are you doing other types of investments? Uh, I'm
2: only doing flipping. There's so many things you can invest in, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, uh, everybody, like, there's a lot of stuff, but I just want to stick to what I know. Uh, I don't want to really dip my, want to dip my feet into so many different things that I've not really set and won. Uh, so I want to continue selling houses because that's... That I'm really passionate course, about that. Of course, yeah. That's uh, the and then, Yeah, and then flip too, like, that uh, is my passion. So I just want to stick with those two uh, for now. Mm. Yeah.
0: And is, is your goal to, like, kind of, like, <clears throat> move up the chain on flipping? Or is there, like, a sweet spot of, like, single-family homes that you want to stick at and just do more of them? Or what are your thoughts with that?
2: Uh, I think my number one goal right now is to open up my own brokerage uh, and mm-hmm. have the satisfaction of owning my own office under my own name uh, mm-hmm. so that's what i'm striving for next and then the whole flipping thing is honestly just a hobby sure. so if i can do four or five a year i feel like that's that's Fine. i'm happy with that
1: that's a profitable uh, harp- uh, hobby yeah <laughs>
2: you know? so, yeah i just i just want to do it for fun because i have a lot of fun doing it uh, it is super stressful but it's like a fun stress if that makes sense oh yeah yeah, yeah. I get that. like losing my hair, but it's okay. <laughs> do you do anything <laughs> it's that work on, your, on your own or is it you all through contractors? No, I do all everything through contractors. Okay. I don't know how to do anything. So that obviously doesn't help if you know how to do stuff and you can, I mean, that saves you a lot of money. Yeah. Mm. That's great. Yeah, I can pay. <laughs> that's, that's it. Yeah. How well though? You know, it's
1: all right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so starting your own brokerage, that's, that's, that's an exciting investment. Um, it, do you have you been already like working with people to do that? Or what is your kind of plan for that?
2: So I've been uh, I've had that thought since my third year of real estate. But obviously, I want to, I'm I'm a planner. So I want to plan everything, mm-hmm. you know, to a T and know what I'm getting myself into. So I that's feel right. like I've been teach. I've been talking to a lot of different people on how to they run their business on what I should watch out for uh, any advice I like. So I try to take away from a lot of people. But uh, I don't necessarily have sat down with one and said, Hey, teach me from beginning to end. I feel like talking to different people gives you a lot of different perspectives. So uh, I don't know when, but it's going to happen. Yeah.
1: Love it. That's awesome. It's scary. I mean, you got to hire a whole team, transaction yeah. coordinator, right. whether they're here locally or a virtual assistant. Exactly. I don't even know how to do any of that paperwork. <laughs> Same, but I think it'll be fun and it'll be a challenge because I like challenges. There's, I feel like I've Tiered
2: to some extent, and like the selling part. So I want like a another challenge now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's
0: like the business. That's the extra level of business. So there's like building your own real estate business, but then there's building other people's business. Right. Yeah, getting all the the stuff set up. That's cool.
1: Mentoring cool. agents.
2: Are exactly. you a principal broker already? I'm not. No. uh So I have my test all done, but now I just have to pass the test. I went and I failed really bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's common. Uh, that's
2: think. a different uh, yeah. podcast. Uh, but. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, uh, I'll i get it eventually and then, uh, and then go from there.
1: Yeah. No, that's awesome. I, I know that's a huge step. I mean, obviously, I don't know if you have any agents that you like will kind of mentor since they're not officially under you. Yeah, no, I mean, my coworkers ask me questions sometimes, but not really. Uh, my sister's my, uh, my
2: buyer's agent, so I've mentored her. Oh. I, I, I do get a lot of satisfaction too from like teaching people. So I think that, you know, I, I had a lot of fun learning the business and like trying to figure it out. So I think it'd be cool to have my own office. And to teach other realtors of how to essentially, you know, start from scratch to like I did. Uh, and hopefully I can point them in the right direction to see if it's something that they love to do as well.
0: So you already have a little team set up then. So your sister and...
2: Yeah, and I had a, another buyer's agent who I, I'm thinking about bringing back. Mm-hmm. So it would be two buyer's agent essentially. But okay. I think that I don't want to grow a big team now until i open up my own broker right because right, yeah, right. just there's so many things i need to focus and i feel like if i bring someone on i want to give them the time that they mm-hmm. need to yeah. be successful so i don't want to be scattered all over the place and then not
1: and then it's such, just you know, i just assume it's a little a little bit confusing with the splits since you're not the principal broker Correct. yeah,
2: yeah. so there, there's a split with me plus you know the, the principal broker so it doesn't really you know it's not really fair but it's my sister so <laughs> <laughs> i'm like yeah hey, you're gonna pay this much but it's okay <laughs> yeah for now she's learning so <laughs> yeah yeah you yeah, right.
0: can't place a, a value on like being mentored well and like learning and, and, and right. learning you know
2: and all of that is true yeah
1: yeah and i mean you have a, a obviously like a very specific niche so like that i, I mean There's tons of value being a mentee under that to learn. I mean, I I think you have all the opportunity to do like panels and presentations on, you know, manufactured homes. Like I literally know nothing other than from the test that it's on land that you don't own. That's, That's literally all I know. I don't know what other paperwork goes into it or anything. So
0: yeah you, have you done ce courses for that already
2: i have not no <laughs> everybody always asks me but i'm like i don't i, I always all the time i don't feel qualified so if somebody asked me for help like i you know the me. qualification is to do a so, ce course uh, i don't know it's like
0: two years in the industry
1: oh really okay, yeah, okay. I, I, well, I mean I, i've maybe i can before, then. so yeah, you, yeah no. you definitely can you you fall into all these things oh i'm accidentally 30 under 30. We'll just, you know <laughs> like oh i flip home's on accident you know right. that's I, I think you do truly believe in yourself i know you're competitive Especially in bocce ball, so <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. How, How did, did you ma- guys do in that tournament? Dude, second place. I got second. Oh, place. Oh, you guys got yeah. second. Yeah, I wanted I wanted okay. to nice. talk to Eduardo, but uh. Uh, you know because alex my principal broker was like oh yeah you should go talk to eduardo i was like he looks really focused right now <laughs> like, I, I was telling him that i i
2: hate losing so, I was, so those were my first time there yeah uh and i was like this is not that hard So when i got really into it mm. uh we took second place which i was so mad about but it was it was pretty good There was a lot of teams there was yeah like,
0: well, it was a yeah. lot
1: i mean 60. there were 60 something teams yeah. that was crazy so, it was fun though It was so, it was hot it was hot. That's why I was like, "Okay, I'm kind of glad I lost." Let's go use, yeah. I'm drunk and I'm hot, and we lost. Let's go. Right.
0: So part of our podcast, we're always trying to like encourage people to get get started on investing in real estate and help them understand that there's less barriers that you than you than you think there are, and really anyone can invest in real estate. Um, right. If you're if you're talking to somebody that wants that's kind of like I'm not sure if I should do it. What, what is your advice on how to get started or even just think about house hacking, anything really in the real estate realm? What, what are you always
2: kind of advising to your friends these days? Right. So I feel like the fear is like the biggest factor that stops anybody and everybody from doing what they're really meant to be. Yeah. So I just, my friends especially, like I always try to push them to, as much as they push me to, to just go for it. Uh, like I was so scared my first flip and had I, I always think about that. I'm like, had I not done that, I wouldn't have learned all of this stuff. And i wouldn't have known that i was you know into it and like doing it so i feel like the best advice would just be to go for it yeah Uh, and if it doesn't work out then now you know and if it does then even better right yeah
0: Mm -hmm. Because no matter what, you're going to learn something from it.
2: Exactly, yeah. You might lose a couple thousand for that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's cut that part out. No. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, no, no. No, it, it, it don't work it out. out. Yeah. I just, don't, I always tell my friends, I'm like, I don't want to, I mean, not to get too deep, but I'm like, I don't want to die and say, I, I, sh- I wish I would have done that. Like, I want to do everything that I've ever wanted in life because I just want to be satisfied when that happens. Yeah, yeah. Like, not to think I, I should have tried that and it didn't work out or whatever. So, I just always encourage people to go for it you don't want to miss any opportunities exactly you yeah i wish i will do everything my mom's like you do everything you're not good at anything i'm like ha thanks <laughs> but i just want to i just want to say that i did everything and whether it worked out or not like i just want to have the satisfaction like acting i am going to go back eventually my my biggest dream is to have an oscar mm. uh, and i tell yeah. all my friends i'm like it's going to happen i'm like it's just a little detour this real estate i'm having fun with it i'm like but i just even if i don't get to that point let's say i could say i i did it i went to
1: la yeah, live my dream, and now I'm here. Yeah,
0: love it. Well, you yeah. could get a real estate show. I mean,
1: I yeah, know. I mean no, that's, that's real a good start. So <laughs> right? flipping homes, like I said, you should get your show on uh, what you're doing right now. Yeah, yeah. There, there you
0: go. What so, did your so when your parents when you told your parents you're gonna go be an actor, what, what was that conversation like compared to like going into real estate? Because I know we're, we're in the Asian Real Estate Association, and like all of us talk about how. Your parents, your parents are like, yeah. oh, no, you can't be a real estate,
1: like right. doctor, attorney, or uh, uh, or, or engineer, engineer, which
2: I yeah. was. So right. okay. yeah, so my parents wanted me to be a lawyer actually, okay. uh, and I took a law class my senior year of high school, and I was like, mm, this no. is so boring. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not doing that. And then I came home and I told them that I wanted to be an actor, and my dad was super upset because he's like, that's not like get a real job. <laughs> uh, and then I did it, and my first like my first big booking was a Volkswagen commercial, which like. I was on set for like two hours and it paid me like $36,000 Oh wow! because it nice. was a national like gig. Mm-hmm. So you would get paid every time it aired. Yeah. Uh, so I gave him some of that money and he just didn't say anything. <laughs> After that, uh, he's
0: like showing your commercial right, to all his buddies. Right. <laughs> uh,
2: so that was the, the reaction then. And then when I, when it didn't work out and I explained to them like how I was feeling, uh, they just encouraged me to come back. Uh, and then my dad wanted to drive down so he could help me you know, make the 14 hour drive, but I was like, you know, I just needed time to think about what I'm doing next. Mm. So when I got home, I told them that I wanted to do a real estate and they didn't really have, like, they didn't have an opinion. They were like, okay, like just, we trust you now. (laughs) exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're happy.
0: You you said something there that I think maybe might've been missed and that a lot of our viewers would be surprised is that you said you got a commission. You immediately gave back to your parents. Um, you know, I feel like that's not something that a lot of people do when they get their first job. Um, yeah. What, 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 tell us about that. And I, and I feel like I might've been told that you already purchased a car or a home for your parents as well too. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: So let's, so,
0: so let's talk a little bit about
2: that. I feel like we have the same morals essentially. Yeah. Uh, you know, your in your my, communities in my community, but that's just how I was raised to take care of your parents. Mm. Like that is like the biggest number one law in, in Mexico. Mm. Um, so when we came to America and there's like people you know sending their parents to like retirement homes like that was so new to me yeah uh so the expectation was always to take care of my parents so when i went to la my biggest motivation was to make it big Mm -hmm. so that i could take care of my parents Mm -hmm. uh so when that did happen that was like my it's just got instinct to help them out um so when i was not making it the the biggest reason Mm -hmm. like the turnaround point i guess was when i had to ask them for money to pay for my rent Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just felt so defeated. I'm like, I'm 22 years old. And I had to ask my parents who I'm supposed to be helping, uh, to pay for my rent. So I was like, I gotta, I gotta go and I gotta do something different. So that's why I got into real estate. And, uh, it, I mean, since it did take off a little bit, I'm, I'm very grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to purchase our first house, which I had promised my dad when I was younger. Yeah. I was like, and I'm going to get you a house one day. Cause that was his biggest, I mean, that's the American dream.
0: Yeah. Totally.
2: Uh, so it happened and I got it. And then I bought him his dream truck that he wanted to like the wow. year after that. So. Yeah, they're set now, which was my biggest, like, that, that was my number one motivation. People always ask me, they're like, why do you do real estate? I'm like, because of my family. Like, I just want my family. Take to care be, of your family.
1: Take care, care of your family. To
2: yeah. be set. Yeah. What are your, what are your parents do? Uh So, my dad is, uh, he did landscaping for a really long time. Uh, he just stepped out, so he can do, he's a general contractor, so he oh, nice. will build anything and do anything. Uh, And then my mom uh, worked as a packer Mm -hmm. at Sally Beauty's, like the of the warehouse, Mm -hmm. which just closed. So she is no longer, uh, no longer has a job. So if anybody needs anything, (laughs) Uh, no, I'm kidding. But I just told her, I'm like, hey, mom, you don't, you don't, you're good. Don't worry about it. They don't, they don't need to work.
1: No, I admire that. I mean, you know, taking care of families is really important. Yeah, so that's
2: what caused
0: you to buy your first place. Is
1: yeah, I bought my first property to house my parents. It was a fourplex, so they got one unit because I was like, I really don't want a mortgage, all that's good (laughs) for myself. But I eventually moved them to a townhouse. Nice, and that turned into a rental property that's cash flowing. So I feel like if you take care of them, like life just gives you back. Yeah, I mean, they're your parents. You should that should be your number one. Yeah, I I definitely wasn't going to put them in a home and you know, right. forget about it. Right. So, you know.
2: so yeah, that, that was my biggest thing to take care of my parents. Once that was out of the way, then I started taking care of me and buying all the stuff that I, that I wanted to as a kid. So yeah,
1: no, which is great. I mean, you definitely have to take care of yourself. I think that's a lot, a lot of us, uh, children of immigrants. We, we forget that, right. You know, we forget to take care of ourselves. Right. So it is important, especially, you know, celebrate your successes and, you know, you should be able to celebrate your successes, you know. Right. I gotta get my dad a truck first, though. So yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's right. my next steps. So. You'll do it. Yeah, sure. Said so don't do it. Or no, do I said it. you'll do okay. it. Okay. I was like, <laughs> what's wrong with that? I <laughs> like a very inspirational podcast,
2: but you can't do it. <laughs> no, 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 you can't.
1: Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, if people are trying to find you, how can they find you on social media, etc., email? Uh, Instagram, um, Instagram okay.
2: Ray is real estate, underscore, underscore. Uh, and then Eduardo Ray on Facebook okay. or uh, phone number, 971-282-1806. If you're near the house, call me. <laughs> Great sales pitch. This is I'm why kidding.
1: you got 33 in your first <laughs> He's year. He's in real you know? estate too. Call him too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks again so much for being yeah. on the show. We really appreciate it.
2: Awesome. No, thank you for having
0: me. Yep. Appreciate thanks. it. Thanks. Yeah.
1: Uh, episode and it's so enlightening. It's so uh, great to see how they utilize social media content to build their business.
0: Yeah, if you want to get like inspired to, to build more content and to you know be a visionary for
1: your team, this is the episode for you. Yeah, and they inspired me, so let's get right to it. Hey guys, welcome to episode 14 of The port Thanks
0: for tuning in to the Realized Gains podcast. If you have any questions for our co hosts or guests, don't hesitate to reach out. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or at JordanLeeMortgage.com.